Super Swag Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Swag Podcast.、Uh, this is officially episode ninety-eight.、Um, we're two away from a hundred, and we're getting closer to a hundred. Sure. <laughs>、uh, what are we talking about today?、Uh, we are honestly, we're just reviewing three different things. Shit, yeah. Makes for a long episode, but it was a lot of fun.、Uh, we talk about course three. three. Why、wow, we said that at the same time is gross.、Um, <laughs> and then the next one, barbarian. <laughs> like I'll set this one out, barbarian.、Uh, and then we kind of touch and dance around.、Uh, Dahmer. Dahmer. I couldn't think of it that time for some reason. Honestly,、uh, it's a dumb name. Dahmer. Dahmer. The、yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer story or some shit. I've never seen. I've、yeah. never heard of another Dahmer. Period. It's fucking wild. I've never heard of a Gacy. I've never heard of a Warrus. I always get Gacy and Busey mixed.、Uh, same people. <laughs> <laughs> His、Talks、actions. He's like,、ah! well, you guys, you know why he's like that? It's because he got into a big motorcycle accident. Yes, it's sad. But yes, please enjoy this episode. Who knows where society would be if he did not have that happen? <laughs> this is ninety-eight. Oh yeah, so it's like. Fucking creeping up. It's creeping up. It's crazy. And we we obviously had to take a little bit of time off this year, but not as much as normal, which is no.、Nice. The last two years, for obvious reasons, we missed、yeah. like a lot. We, we should already be like a hundred and fifty something, probably, if we were to do every week for the whole time. But, yeah, or close to a hundred and fifty. We missed a lot. Yeah, we had to miss like combined like three or four months, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Would be what, like at least twenty four episodes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, we're back at it though. Yeah, we're back at it. Um, in the last <laughs> uh few weeks, I've obviously been gone. We've had other stuff going on, COVID stuff. It's、yeah. been a lot of catching up, but all year we have been talking about one film getting ready to come out. Do you want to save that till the end? You want to just drop talk about it now? The Rings of Power. <laughs> yeah, totally.、Uh, Clerks Three. Yes. Yes. And it finally came out, and I had I knew it came out, but then I forgot about it until you brought it up again. Well, I honestly was worried that I was only going to be able to watch it in theaters for like the first almost year because of the way he likes to go and for he goes and stuff yeah. like that. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but I mean, even regular tickets. At- For regular screening, I don't know how worth it that would actually、right. be, especially when at the same time you can go home and I bought it for fifteen dollars. Yeah, so I'm like, might as well do it that way.、Uh, still giving the dude my money, like basically firsthand, so <laughs> don't, I don't feel bad about it. Yeah.、Um, but I will say I was absolutely terrified for this movie. Like I tried psyching myself up so many times, but I went in with with clenched teeth because I was just. Really nervous about what he's done to some of his other sequelized stuff. Yeah, and not only that, just like what he's done with like every movie basically since Clerks Two. Yeah, and kind of like dipping in quality a little bit. Yeah, like Tusk had a lot of promise. Red State had a lot of promise, but they went almost too Kevin Smithy by the end of each one. Yeah, and there was still <clears throat> there was still a few moments in this movie where it felt like it was gonna lose itself a little、oh, yeah. bit, but then it, like caught itself. Yeah,、back. he he definitely reeled himself back a few times because 
it's uh, it's really interesting just to see what he did because he could have gone all humor and no heart for this, but he really dubbed down on the emotional shit. Yeah, and if he didn't, that would have been like a letdown. Oh yeah, because like I, each Clerks movie has like emotional shit. In it too. Oh yeah, like this is probably the most though. Oh, a hundred percent. Like there's the whole honestly like I think one of the reasons I love Clerks so much, like especially the original, is especially in my twenties, it feels like my life. Like not to the exact, but it's almost that like sense of hopelessness where I'm never going to get out of this fucking dead end job. I'm going to be stuck behind this counter my entire life. Shit like that. Where like time is just slipping by and yeah, it's just time is fleeting basically where clerks too, while I absolutely loved it and still resonated on certain points. Like it just, it seemed more hopeful, especially towards the end than where I like the kind of ambiguous kind of thing about the first one three was a nice bow on top of everything just to finish everything off Mm -hmm. and it's honestly kind of nice knowing for uh spoiler reasons which we'll get into in a moment uh there will not be a sequel which will be nice yeah or shouldn't be (laughs) yeah you never know with him but yeah there shouldn't be i think a trilogy is like good on this yeah this is perfect and i would like to see him exercise some restraint with this and honestly as much as i love jay and silent bob i don't need another one of those either no I, we don't need a Chasing Amy sequel because we got that in Reboot. Yeah. Um, Rats is the only one I might be okay with. Okay. Dip, wasn't he talking about that at one point? Yeah, and I was actually thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, I don't know what happened to that. That was a while ago. Yeah, because I think there was talks about Rats 2 before Clerks 3. Mm-hmm. So... It'd be really interesting, especially because modern malls are not what they were importance level in society anymore. That's true, but I'm still surprised at how popular they still are. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought they'd be, like, gone by now. Well, especially with all the e-commerce shit and Amazon and everything else. It's so convenient. You don't really need to go anywhere anymore. Yeah, but people, especially during Christmas time, uh, malls are packed still. It's oh, pretty yeah. easy. There are times during, like, the summer and stuff where it looks like ghost towns. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to, like, Flatirons. Flatirons is always packed. Flatirons and Park Meadows is almost always packed, too. Yeah. But I've gone to the Aurora Mall a couple times, and it's like, you can like, see, what? like, fucking tumbleweeds rolling by and shit. with the colorado mills sometimes too yes i do love the mills though the mills is probably my favorite that used to be my favorite until i went to park meadows for the first time a couple years ago mm-hmm. park and meadows is huge. no i fucking love that place. Oh, that, that one is fantastic it's just a really long drive yeah so it's like depending on when you go it's worth it if you get stuck in traffic it's like fuck this place like road trip <laughs> yeah. you gotta plan get a, a day around it yeah <laughs> <clears throat> but all right, so let's start by introducing the, uh, the returning characters. Do you want me to look up, like, the tomato score and all that shit, too? Uh, if you wouldn't mind, please. Let's do that, and then also I want to see how much it made. I don't think it'll be high, because it didn't get, like, the standard release, and he's probably making more money off of it because he's four-walling it. Because there were some tickets that were going for, like, $200. Whoa. For the VIP see. and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Box office mojo. Um, Where you could actually go talk to him and get merchandise. And Okay. Guess the domestic first. Uh, guess the domestic. My best would be six. Mill? Mill. It, is it even that high? Higher. Really? 
I didn't think it had enough of a release. I'm guessing. Then go 10. 150 million. How the I'm first, just joking. I was like, you are so full of shit. Domestic is 3,738,854,000. 30? Oh, I thought you said three. Three. So it's three million. Three. And then worldwide is 3,793,345,000. Because oh, I only so, got 54,000 from so the UK. So I overestimated with yeah. the six million. <laughs> only released here in the UK. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> that does make sense. I mean, like I said, he didn't get that big release, and even then, he probably already made made his budget back, which was his only real goal. So it's not like it's super damaging. I think it's it was more of a it seemed like a labor of love rather than a money grab for sure. Uh, now guess the Rotten Tomato score. Me give okay. Uh, guess the Rotten Tomato score. I'm guessing seventy two. Mm mm. Sixty seven. Mm mm. Hotter or colder that way? Hotter. 62. Hot, really hot. 60. Cold. 61. Cold. 63. Yep. <laughs> like, fuck. 63, critics score, 93% audience score. So there's a big difference there. Yeah. But 63 is still pretty high for like one of his movies. Yeah, because I don't even know if the original Clerks has... It has a 90-something. Did it originally, though? Because I know it was more of a cult hit than a critical hit. It has a 97%. Wow. I mean, 90%, sorry. Oh, even then, I'm honestly surprised. Yeah. I definitely thoroughly enjoy it. But you want me to go through all the movies real quick? Yeah, real quick. We'll get Clerks okay. 2. Clerks 2, 63. So it's the same as in the... Okay. I still, but I think the second one's better still. I do, too. Um, and by no means is this the best of the franchise. It's just... It's a nice addition that didn't ruin anything else. I could have done without probably a couple things. Like, uh, we'll, we'll introduce the two main characters real quick, obviously. You got yes. Dante Hicks, who is the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically a surrogate for Kevin Smith in that position if his life would have continued down the convenience store route. Um, and it's kind of the character you see through their lens the most. Kind of started changing a little bit more in Clerks 2 where you kind of got more of the sympathy for Randall mm-hmm. and a little bit more into his story rather than him just being the lazy fuck that works at the video store. Um, there's a lot of mystery around Randall's backstory too. Oh, yeah. Like, especially in the second one when they go to the go-karts again. Mm-hmm. And then he just says, it just reminds me of like a better time. Yeah. But they never like elaborate on it. Which is kind of a nice thing. That's something yeah. I've gotten tired of. But it seems like films are kind of holding back now from doing that extra telling. Like, uh, we'll get into another film here after a while, but I thought that one restrained itself pretty well on like showing too much. Yeah, because I think you waste a lot of time doing that. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff that people like, can just put together themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, another decent example of this, without giving a bunch of explanation, in Clerks 3... Uh, in some of the opening moments, you find out that Dante's wife, once again, spoilers, uh, Dante's wife is... You want to just drop a big spoiler alert now? Yeah. Let, yeah. There's a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it and go watch it. If you don't want to watch it, then I don't know what to tell you. Real quick before we do overall score, just so people don't have to... They can skip like 30 minutes ahead. Do you remember what I gave it? I think I gave it a seven. eight, a seven. I believe you said seven. I said okay. 7.5. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I was like, if if Clerks 2 was like an 8.5, I'd probably go like 7.5, 8. Okay, cool. Yeah. 7 uh, to 7.5. Um, so, yeah. Here's the spoilers in 3, 2, 1. 
we basically open with the, obviously the the opening of the store and you get to see a nice little uh silent re- reveal where you get to see that his wife passed away i rewound it too yeah i was like wait did i fucking see that right and honestly this is the only part of the film that like i wish i had not listened to so many fucking kevin smith podcasts because i was listening to one uh it was a uh, fat man on batman uh the night after the premiere and fucking mark bernard ruined that twist for me right away i was like he has to be pulling my dick right like he didn't what do you say he just came out and said it he's like yeah my wife asked me she's like i don't remember her dying in the first movie and i was like you really fucking oh man and kevin smith was like dude and i was like he's being like facetious like he didn't actually do that and then i fucking turned on the movie and i was like this motherfucker ruined the whole thing (laughs) i was so pissed and he's in the movie too yeah i remember saying i was like oh shit um so it, it was it was still cool but I, that part i was just like fuck dude like i that that completely ruined that reveal for me luckily it wasn't like while it was a important piece of the film it wasn't relied on too heavily i don't think no it, it's 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 there for like super important parts mm-hmm. but it's not there like otherwise yeah it, it's like a very silent shadow kind of hanging over it's yeah. not it's enough to where you, it makes you feel kind of weird. About yeah. It. You're like, fuck. Well, it, it's not like waved in the face so much where you're like, oh, you have to feel sorry for this guy no matter what, like, or otherwise you're a piece of shit. It's just, here's a couple little subtle things, like. And then you realize the kid died too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. And like, you don't get to see the kid at all because it never even. <laughs> I was wondering was why in the commercial we didn't see either of them either. Yeah. And I, I mean, you saw her, right? Yeah. In because I, I think they cut some. Made you think like. She, yeah. Yeah. Because they, a lot of the promotional material, even in the pictures for the promotional material, she's in the convenience store with the outfit on. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh yeah, it's, ain't got to worry about that. She'll be there. It's kind of like how Marvel does the switch around shots just to throw people off. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's kind of smart on his part. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really dark knowing that he lost his wife and kids, like essentially like a month after clerks two ends <laughs> yeah so i'm guessing she died during birth i mean yeah during she, she was still pregnant no, uh it was it seemed well it was a drunk driver oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah so she was still pregnant with the kid and you can see when randall goes in for his thing we'll get over into in a moment that as they're wheeling her in like you can see the belly still mm-hmm. it's not something i caught on first viewing i had to rewatch it like twice i guess so. i didn't catch that either i gotta rewatch it yeah and then obviously in the one scene which we'll also kind of touch on we're not going to go super like scene by scene on this we're just kind of touch on the important parts and the, the basis of the shoot. story um but yeah that being a definite huge part but then we cut to something that i honestly was worried they were going to do in the middle of the film kind of like the way they did in clerks one and try to just copy everything beat for beat was the hockey scene on the roof it was really nice and short yeah, it, it was it wasn't lingered on too long, and it wasn't made as big of a deal of as I thought they were going to, which For I sure. enjoyed. Yeah, uh, and then we kind of get more of an introduction or reintroduction back into Randall, who honestly is almost more of the main character in this film. Yeah, he's almost more of the main character, and honestly, it's hard. Like in the second one, I thought he was a better actor than yeah. Dante, but this one is almost like neck and neck. I still think he's slightly better. Okay. Um, but it's also because he's worked with Kevin Smith more than Brian O'Halloran has. Cause he was in, uh, what the fuck is that movie? Uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. That's right. And I think he's actually done extra work where Brian O'Halloran usually he, he's done other things, but it's mostly like small, small stuff. 
and uh he was also in J- jason muse's uh directorial debut which isn't the best film in right. the world but and he does hit those like super emotional things really good though oh yeah he he's they're both very surprising as actors especially not to have ever really been in anything else of note yeah like it's very surprising um I, I do definitely see why Kevin Smith kind of went more in the realm of him being kind of the center focus. Uh, just because he is like, he's the comedic linchpin of the entire series. For sure. Uh, he's in some ways almost more relatable because we all know at least one friend who just sits there and bitches all the fucking time. And That's true. <laughs> you, can, you can connect them to a lot of people in your life, regardless who you are. Yep. Even if you're the person to someone else, Everybody else has another person. Am I like that, that person? Too? <laughs> you're <not>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Definitely not. It's like I can't think of. I don't think I've ever bitched about anything. <laughs> oh, I will say this though. I, I'm probably considered a bad parent now because I let my son watch every Clerks with me, and now he has a favorite catchphrase, and he just walks around the house and he's like, "I'm not even supposed to be here today." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, <laughs> you need to calm the hell down." But I love it. Oh, fun fact. Um, I went and saw Terrifier 2. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a scene where they're at a Halloween party. And there's a dude in there dressed with, like, movie shit on. Fuck, Like, yeah. he works at the fat, like, at movies. That's I was like, oh, shit. shit. That's, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You um, should go watch that, by the way. I actually... Is, is it in theaters right now? Um, I saw it last Tuesday in theaters. I don't know if it is still, but... Okay. If not, I'm sure you can stream it. Hell, yeah. I'll look for it for it's sure. Like two and a half hours long, though. Jeez. That's my main thing. It's, like, too long for a slasher movie. Yeah, I don't the like an hour and a half is almost a sweet spot. Yeah, the first one was like an hour twenty something. Okay, so it's like literally an hour longer. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Um, and then we also get Elias back. I think those are the primary three. Hmm. Um, and I there's some times where I wish he wasn't in it. Yeah, his <laughs> acting didn't improve. He definitely kind of held a lot back, mm-hmm. but he he was also going for some really corny fucking moments in the film, so it didn't help. Yeah. Um. I think the character was needed, but maybe tweaked. Yeah. I almost thought like before it even like came out, I think I told you like, it'd be kind of cool if they made his character like complete turnaround from what he was in the second one. Like now Mm -hmm. he's like, kind of like he left that job at some point. Now he's like really successful and like kind of a douchebag. Right. That would have been interesting. I I think, I think it would have been more interesting too, but I mean, it is what it is. I can't complain too much. I could have done almost fully without him. But at least there was something there. Also, you do realize who his... Oh, I can't even remember the dude's fucking name. Uh, was that just his friend? Blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. You know who that is, right? It's uh, Kevin Smith's daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. He's Austin, also in scary stories, stories to tell in dark. Oh, he is? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Um, and then you do get his daughter towards the end as well. Yeah. She's the new milk lady. <laughs> even though it's Jason's daughter in the movies yeah but yeah um I, I did think that was a nice touch because i think his mom was the milk lady in the first one yeah so <laughs> uh, pass was, it down the torch yeah <laughs> so that that was a nice uh callback and then we had callbacks with uh what the fuck is his name uh scott Mosier's character uh willem uh snowball oh yeah <laughs> you got him back uh you do get a lot of surprise cameos in here. You got your Ben Affleck, you got your Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, the dude from Portlandia. 
<laughs> fucking uh, oh, wow. I always forget his name. Uh, um, Fred Armisen. Yeah, Fred Armisen. And then you get Melissa Benoist and her husband. I always feel awful because I can't remember his actual she fucking has name. Husband? Yeah. I know um, you ever watch Supergirl? No. He plays Superboy in the show. Mm. Um, he's also the voice of He-Man and Kevin Smith's Masters of the okay. Universe. I'd have to show you a picture. Okay. That but, scene was like one of the ones that went on a little too long for me. Yeah, I could have done without some stuff, but yeah. I will say the Ben Affleck thing was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's like, watch this De Niro. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking awful. It's hilarious though. He's yeah. like, they call me Boston John. A uh, couple things about me. I can't remember exactly what he fucking yeah, said, but he, he fucking went thick with the accent. <laughs> it made me happy. Um, but okay, so basic plot synopsis. And the Justin Long cameo. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he needs some more privacy. Oh, he's oh, I'll get you some more privacy. He just fucking moves it. <laughs> a little like bit. A fucking shake. And he's all, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love the tiny dick jokes. Yeah. That stuff was good. I think the doctor was a bit much. She was. She's a big actress. I forget her name, though. I have I yeah. no idea what her name is. Yeah. Um, But I thought that the doctor being as cartoonish as she was was kind of overboard, but it was still a nice little comedy edition. Um, so, yeah. Uh, basic plot synopsis is Randall has a heart attack in the quick stop after having an argument with Elias about Jesus Mm -hmm. and kind of sets off this whole series of events where he feels like he's wasted his life and he doesn't feel like he's done anything of note. And he just thinks that he would have been just as well off if he basically died until Dante basically makes the suggestion for him to make a film because he always talks about how much he talks about films constantly. It's all he does all day is sit some around and watch movies and quotes them has entire fucking death star conversations with people who do roofing and shit yeah. inside of the convenience store. He's like, I, he's like, you always watch those movies and talk about those movies so much. Like I always kind of figured you would make a decent one and click something in him and he gets this fucking drive and he gets extremely, self-centered and stuck on himself throughout the entire film that he completely ignores his best friend who while it has been oh quick math 16 years since he lost his wife and daughter Mm -hmm. basically doesn't really pay him any attention and kind of blames him for a lot of randall's own shortcomings while he's relying on him way too much yeah and they all it also seems like they never really talked about um What's Rosario Dawson's character's name? Allie? No. No? That's, uh... God damn it. Dude. Watch, this is gonna wait, be it. So... I'll it, look, I won't tell you. His his wife's name is Emma, and her name yes. calls her Bex. Yeah. And Rebecca Hicks. Yes. It seems like they never really talked about that a whole lot. Yeah. That, that I think it's a kind of another nice little subconscious note. Yeah, and it, like, you kind of get it. You're like, oh, it's, it definitely happened. Yeah. It's, process, so, it's something that while he was probably there for him, it's something that very much so got brushed under the rug. Yeah. Um, because if we're being honest, especially men of that generation are not very good with feelings. No. Um, and you definitely get that vibe from Randall. He's very much the guy who like closes shit like that off unless it's his feelings. 
I mean, we saw that in fucking Clerks 2 with the yeah. jail sale. So it's, it's, it's very much on brand for the characters, but it kind of adds that little extra note of like men's mental health is a huge issue. Yeah. That's not touched on enough. Mm-hmm. Um, while not overtly being said and being like paraded around like a, like a advertising point or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then you do get to see a couple of conversations with Dante's character and his, uh, widow ghost uh, goat. Yeah. Her ghost. And they got those are good scenes too. Oh, they're fantastic. I thought I did think her talking about fucking, uh, celebrity ghost was a bit much, <laughs> yeah. but it's definitely Kevin Smith humor. So yeah. I, you, you, you grin and bear it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think everything else was very touching. But I almost feel like it was also too too much of him beating himself up. Yeah. Because, like, even the whole, like, not carrying a torch for me type shit like that, like, it's even him self-consciously telling himself that, like, you've been holding on for too long, but you got to beat yourself up some more before we're where we need to be. Yeah. Which, which kind of sucks, but... I think overall it does show, I don't know. It, it shows their, the relationship between Dante and Randall, like breaking off even more because he really has no one to talk to because he can't talk to him. And he basically feels like the only person that'll listen to him is a gravestone. Yeah. So that that part does kind of suck for sure. Um, and then, so is it right before that that Elias like switches over because <laughs> he like is while he he's feels in the bad. operating room. Yeah, he feels bad about the whole thing, so he switches to uh, being a uh, worship Satan at that point. <laughs> so fuck me, Satan. Yeah, he's like, get your pants back on. He's like, no, I need to fuck Satan <laughs> in the ass. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely does a really fast three sixty because he feels guilty about literally asking god to smite Randall. yeah um and the, the the cryptocurrency subplot drove me a little bit nuts too yeah and the kites i'm like there's no fucking way just no way yeah but um so it's another nice thing after they do start filming and they also leave dante in charge of basically allocating finding ways to allocate funds and stuff mm-hmm. and get stuff moved around he puts his half of the liquor store up or sorry convenience store yeah. up uh to get the money from his ex which is crazy yeah um also probably just another way to get his wife to come back into the movie yeah but at least it added to the plot yeah um and then we get to bring back a lot of actors and characters <laughs> they like show you how they basically created certain shots from clerks one and explanations for why the lighting was the way it was like, yep. it's a lot of inside baseball. You get to see the original ending that they planned on. You get to see how they got the cat to shit in the litter box. Yeah. You got to see, uh, uh, them joke about fucking 37 over and over again. Like every time they say 37, I just giggle cause it's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, and like e- even right before uh dante and uh veronica have sex 
she's all how old do you th- how old do i look he's like i wouldn't say it day over 37 <laughs> i was like this is fucking ridiculous yeah um but it was it was nice seeing her back yeah it threw me off she had a really like emotional like scene in there like yeah. a piece of dialogue when she's like referring to <clears throat> uh becky dying and shit mm-hmm. i was like dang and then uh i think the only reason we didn't get back the girl who played the other chick is it kim? it's not kim it's i can't fucking remember uh-huh. the other girl's name um but the only reason he can't get her back is because she actually died in real life a few mm-hmm. years ago so uh otherwise i'm sure he would have found a place yeah. for her it's a shark getting refilled obviously th- so there's this big fight towards the end yep while they're filming and then Dante has a heart attack after basically telling Randall, fuck you. I don't want to be your friend no more. He finally like, he like worked himself up so much where he fucking gave himself a heart attack. Yeah. It, it, it's basically his turn to say like, all I do is fucking take care of you. You've never given a shit about whether or not I'm okay. And he has a heart attack right there. Yeah. Uh, Dante is still blind to the fact that he was a complete, or, uh, Randall still blind to the fact that he was a complete asshole. And he's like, Oh, I'm just going to go finish the film while he's in fucking operating or whatever. And he's like, dude, you like, you still don't realize, or Elias tells him like, you don't realize that he put all this fucking money up for you with his ex just to get your film produced. And you're sitting here like being an asshole and taking him for granted. Mm hmm. And so he has his epiphany, goes home. I really enjoyed the song that played over that scene where he's running. What's the, what's uh, it's again? called, I literally had to look it up. It's by a band called The Rebuilders. And it is right here. It's called Le Grand Fromage. Okay. Uh, it's the one that says anything is better than New Jersey. Mm. Uh and he goes and home and cuts the film, which that's the only part that bothers me because you can't really cut an unfinished film and they were in the middle of shooting. But, you know, you got to have to buy it. <laughs> yeah. And then he takes it back and shows him and basically tells him, like, you're always there for me. Hey, I wouldn't have done ba- this without you. Yeah. And you are basically the main character in my story at all time because their stories are each other's stories. They're with each other constantly over the last fucking at least in our world, 28 years, because mm-hmm. I believe it came out in 94. Yeah. So it's, it kind of shows, hey, you, you know, I took, I took him for granted, but like, I appreciate you and like, I didn't realize how important you were to me kind of shit. And then he ends up just dying and crossing over to the other side with his wife. And you get to see him watching the film. Like, I, I love the moment where he says, uh, <clears throat> he says, or she, she asks him, she's like, you don't want to finish watching? And he's like, no. I trust, I trust the, the director. director. Yeah. And I was like, like, that was almost as nice as, like, just him showing him that cut of the film. Like, it was just kind of that cool, like, A, I'm ready to go. And B, like. Kind of crazy. Up. I didn't get that he was dead in that moment when they're watching the movie. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> get that until, like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, that. I don't know why, like, that one. That one hit me on that because I was like, they can't actually be fucking doing this. And yeah. he just fucking flatlines and I was like, okay. And that's the scene I think I told you. I wish they would have held on Randall, like, let his him reaction break. a little more. Let him break down. Yeah, because it seemed like that ended really quick. It did. But at the same time, it kind of made sense because they were trying to shuffle him out of the room. Yeah. But I, I do agree with you. It would have been nice to see his reaction a little yeah. more. 
Um, but what we did see was good. Yeah. And then I do enjoy the final scene a little bit um, where he's talking to Randall. Obviously, he gets the money back for the store and everything because the fucking crypto shit pays yeah, off. It, it's just a, something that has to be there. Dude. Yeah. It, it's the only way he could figure to fucking... And I, yeah, I can't blame him. Like, it was a very nice addition without fucking everything else up. So I can't complain. But uh, I love the whole thing where he's like, He's like, well, you're my best friend now. He's like, I told you all those years ago. Like, once Dante is gone, like, you're my best friend to Elias. And it just kind of shows, like, A, that's all Randall has is the convenience store and the people that were in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, like, I, I like the just the added note from Clerks, too. Yeah. It's just a nice little payoff. Mm-hmm. And then you just get to see the convenience store continue to go on and... You basically have Ghost Dante standing next to Randall. Yeah. And just close it out. Yeah. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool when you, go, <laughs> when you go back to some of the films they shot, though. Uh, just real quick before we uh, finish it up. I liked how they brought back the Chulies guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm going method for this. I switched it out for tripe. <laughs> for tripe, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have the one dude where he's talking about... Oh, she married an Asian design major. And he's like, this shit's racist. He's like, how is it racist? She's like, just because he's Asian? He's like, no, he happens to be a guy who's into Asian design and he's majoring in it. And he's like, really? I thought he was an Asian guy and he was majoring in design. He's like, no, that's just a coincidence. He just happens to be Asian as well. <laughs> he's like just trying to justify shit. But it's, it's like, shows you how hard it would be to even make clerks nowadays. Yeah. Like yeah, sure. if you had that actual like pushback from mm-hmm. your actors for sure. Um, in the scene where Mark Bernardin's there and is out, she thinks that's part of the movie. She's like, this, great this is acting. Yeah. And to fucking, uh, drives me nuts every time he puts Mark Bernardin in a film because he doesn't give him a line. He's just sits there really just, fucking awkward. just reacting. He's, with his face. he's all, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so in Jane silent Bob reboot, he's in there in the comic con section. Mm-hmm. The dude who's talking right next to him, you'd have to go back and watch it. Probably. That's Melissa Benoist's husband. Okay, yeah, I'd have so. to. I'm just going to look it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's something uh, wood. <laughs> I didn't even know she was. Uh... Marie. She's from Boulder. Is she? Yeah. Remember everybody freaking out about her when she got cast as Supergirl because she was from Boulder, but also after uh, Whiplash. Yeah, Whiplash was like a first big thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. She killed that shit too. Wait, Blake Jenner? Oh no, they, no. they were married and divorced. What? Blake Jenner, the dude from Edge of Seventeen. I honestly, I I it? just knew Blake Jenner the name because of all the jokes about. <laughs> uh, there was one joke from a comedy roast that Caitlyn Jenner was on. Yeah, him. Okay, Chris Wood. Um. He, everyone was joking with Caitlyn Jenner about, oh my God, he wanted to hide away from being a dad so bad he went and changed into a woman <laughs> because he doesn't really claim his kids from his other marriage. That's fucking insane. That's right. I forget he has those. Yeah. He did a good job on that. <laughs> Making me forget. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, uh, Clerks 3 overall, I was satisfied with yeah. it. I, and I wasn't, there wasn't anything that made me go, uh. Yeah. 
other than like Elias's acting in like that arc, I could have yeah. done without, but it wasn't movie breaking. No, it, it was definitely just one of those like eh, you know whatever. Where like like you said, there was nothing I actively hated or was like this is like just completely ruins the yeah. franchise. I was honestly surprised he didn't ruin it with Clerks too. Like it only improved on the franchise. I'd still say like Clerks too. I don't know if this is gonna make sense. Like. The cinematography made it feel more like a f- like a film. I don't know if that makes sense. 100%. Like the cinematography on this still felt kind of cheap a little bit. A, the first two had the same cinematographer. Okay, that's and why. the third one didn't because he was busy working on Mandalorian season two. Did you say Obi Wan? Maybe Obi Wan. Okay, it was one of those shows. Okay, uh, while he was filming that, they were working on. Uh, something Star Wars related and it made it to where he couldn't help out and he was ready to leave Star Wars to go and help Kevin Smith but he's like dude there's not enough money in this for me to like consciously tell you to do it he's like go fucking play with the action figures that we played with as kids and have fun and like I'll take care of this yeah um like my main issue with it, it just seems like kind of like the way it looks felt like like a TV movie a little bit yeah and that's the same issue I had with uh reboot yep except I think that the cinematography on this was at least better than that. Yeah. Um, I like there, there are some really problematic angles and stuff. Yeah. In reboot. Something about it. Like in Clark's there's something about it that is, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. I definitely was cleaner than I expected after watching reboot. Um, happy the way with the way it turned out, but I would have appreciated if they had the original cinematographer mm-hmm. back as well. Um, so if I had to rank it, I'd probably go one, two, three, or two, one, three. I flip flop on two and three, uh, two and one on what my favorite is. I go two, one, three. I figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, there, there are just moments where I absolutely love one, and like, I, I can like emphatically say, um, I just go back and forth on whether or not I like other films more at times, but like that one has a special place in my heart where regardless of where I am in life, I'll always come back to one and it'll hit just the same. Okay. So like, that's my number one all time, like happy go to movie. Okay. Even though it's not always happy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but clerks Two, there are moments I definitely enjoy it more, especially because the comedy is a little hits a little harder at times. Okay. Um, clerks three, I don't even know if it would really honestly rank in like my top 100, but it is still really good. Okay, so, For um, sure. so closing the book on that one, we have more of the realm of horror now. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it before you told me who the director was, and that made me excited for it even more because I grew up loving the fucking show he came from. Yeah, it was a surprise to me when I found out too. I was like, really? Yeah, like <laughs> I look back at that show and you could not get away with that now. Fuck no. <laughs> There's one scene with uh oh, oh I'm talking about the whitest kids you know, yeah. real quick. If you have not watched the whitest kids you know, it is one of the raunchiest sketch comedy shows you can find, just period. It's four or five white guys, and that's the main cast, period. <laughs> Every now and then they might spring for an extra actor or actress but it's like only when all five roles are already taken up they'll act as women they'll act as men i don't know if they ever did blackface 
I don't think they it did. wouldn't I don't surprise think they ever me though. Crossed that one, but yeah. they they definitely touched race a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. though. Uh, they did one like a whole song about Hitler. Yep. Uh, a few times. <laughs> they, uh, my favorite one is when uh, Trevor Moore sings that "Get a New Daddy" song. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like my favorite. <laughs> that shit's amazing. Um, especially because it has a really good rhythm to it. <laughs> like it's fucking catchy. It gets a little dark too. It does. <laughs> um, and then uh, he has this other sketch where oh, fuck what was it i was thinking about it when we first started on everything but like he trevor moore probably had the best sketches but zach krieger the man who directed the film we're talking about was also he was probably the one who would have gotten the most famous after trevor moore okay because they did that movie miss march together yep. and he was the lead and mm-hmm. it's fantastic i haven't um, seen that movie probably since it came out Really? Yeah. I, I watched it a few times. Uh, Horsedick.mpeg is one of my favorite things. <laughs> Especially because he has that thing. Well, it's what, how I imagine Harvey Weinstein's penis. Okay. Hey, the Harvey Weinstein. else? Like another trial? That tack on. How the other day they gave that uh, sentences. That means it's life too. But it's not feasible. That'd be insane if that's a really... <laughs> That'd be fun. And then you're you conscious of it too. you the soul though. Like, what is that punishment? Like, you get reincarnated oh. and you know you're about to get life anyway. That's, that would be crazy. That would be fucking awful. Maybe that is what happens to people who get falsely accused of murder. Huh? Like, it's their penance for the past life. Oh, shit. That'd be fucked up. That's fucked. Um, fuck. So, I want to touch on that uh, Trevor Moore one, but I can't fucking think of what it was. If I if I think about it, I'll go back to okay. it. Okay. But. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot from that show. Only, oh, like, the big ones. I watched way too fucking much of that. You have the Abraham Lincoln one. Where he's all, now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. And eventually, uh, dude gets tired of him and goes up to the balcony and just fucking caps him inside <laughs> of the theater. Basically saying the reason that he killed him was because he wouldn't be quiet during a fucking show. <laughs> um, you have the one where Timmy falls asleep with shit in his hand in a meeting. Um, you have the grape episode. Do you remember that one? No. Where they're filming a grape soda commercial. <laughs> and he ties the kids up or he's chasing these kids and he's like i already tied your mom to the water heater get back here i'm gonna grape you <laughs> he's like that doesn't sound bad you guys are like i don't get what your problem is man like it's just a grape he just wants to grape him and he's like take the g off and he's like oh you're disgusting that's not even what it meant like it's super <laughs> childish humor but it's fucking great oh, yeah. um so that man directed a film called barbarian barbarian and i went and saw it in theaters like two three last ago. month yeah yeah um and i watched it on hbo max because it premiered on friday 25th was that friday tuesday tuesday Thur- tuesday wednesday tuesday um, tuesday <laughs> and uh yeah i watched it that night too <laughs> i i was really surprised by the film because a the promotional material definitely leans into the actor's pasts. Yes, and before we go, we're going to just do a spoiler alert because this movie is hard to talk about without that. Yes, especially because you don't really find out a lot of what's actually going on until like the last like quarter. Yeah, which is really crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you don't want to, then just listen to this, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, real quick though, score. I give it. I think I give it a. I give it an eight point five out of ten. It's my number really? three movie of the year right now. Damn, I thought you gave it a seven for some no. reason. Um, I'd probably give it an eight. Okay, 
I do really enjoy it. Where would you rank it? Like, have you been ranking movies on Letterboxd? No, I'm going to do that next year because <laughs> I started fuck. way too fucking late. You do it now. I mean, I could, but I'd have to remember all the... F- you know what? I, and I just bought X today, so I got to buy... I watched if that If I tonight. send you my list of movies that, that I've seen this year, you'll probably have seen most of them. I have. So I'll just send it <laughs> yeah, to send, you. Send it to me again, and then is it just an app? It's an app okay. called Letterboxd. I'll start plugging those in then. Fuck yeah. I've seen 30 movies now. No, no, no. 26 movies now. I don't know if New I'm that movies. high. I'm New obviously movies. not that high because I haven't seen Pearl X or uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, I haven't seen That's that That's fantastic. Yet. It looks really good. The ending, I was like, oh. Really? Yeah. God damn. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it definitely leans into the actor's pass. A, yep. Justin Long, who you don't meet until about halfway through the film, you're conditioned to like him. Yeah, and I like the way it cuts to that, too, because it feels like a different movie for a second. Oh, yeah. Like, it literally throws you off. You're like, it... And then it does it a second time about uh, two-thirds through. And you're yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck's like, going on? This one doesn't feel connected at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even then, you don't really find out the relevance of some of that until about the last quarter of the film. Uh, so, Justin Long, we're, you're automatically so into trusting him that everything his character was saying up until he had the phone call with his mom i believed Mm -hmm. because she's like oh when are you gonna come back to detroit and he's like uh i'll talk to you later not telling her that he's already fucking in town i was like all right this dude's fucking shysty like it took me like 10 minutes to figure out that he was a dickhead (laughs) yeah to where you're like i don't let's let's just wait to say what he was accused of until we get to there yes so um, and we won't spend any more time on him, but like the way they definitely get you to fucking despise him yeah. by the end is amazing. Yeah. It's not something I ever thought I would get from him. And he's, he's a, like such a likable guy. Yeah. Even in Tusk when he's kind of a shithead, <laughs> he's still more likable than he was in this film. Yeah. <clears throat> you still want to root for him mm-hmm. at a certain point. You're like, fuck this dude. Like, I hope he dies. Yeah. Um, And then the one person I will say that I think they leaned on the most for their past is Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Because they fully relied on you thinking of him as it or Pennywise being like, oh, this dude's fucking, he's the villain. Yeah. Which was a really good, like, if you don't know who he is. I don't know about this guy. (laughs) There's something shysty. And then they start connecting on a couple things and I'm like maybe he is like legit a good dude. Like it took me a minute to start getting convinced and he would teeter back and forth because it's like, there's a level of uncertainty because you know what he has done in the past film wise that you're like, this could go any fucking way. Yeah. I think once they actually like sit down and start talking when they're drinking wine and shit, that's Mm -hmm. when you start to realize, okay, this guy's cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. When they start getting into like Detroit music scenes and shit like that. Like, and it felt like it, it felt like a romantic, like movie at that point yeah or like they're gaining like you can she even like started liking him like that oh, yeah. too oh yeah like to the point where she's like excited about going back to the house and yeah shit. like something she was not into the day before yeah um and that's even with freaking out in the middle of the night and having your door open and shit so it's it's crazy yeah um real quick run through of the film uh oh and who is the actress because i do want to shout her out because she was great i forget her name the character's name is tess um i've never heard of her before until this movie but she was yeah she was really good um her name is georgina campbell okay yeah i was very surprised with her yeah so it it basically opens on her tess uh getting to this airbnb yes and uh she goes up to the door and opens the lockbox and realizes there's no key in there 
so she calls the comp the property management company or whatever and there's no answer or whatever so she just starts knocking on the door and bill's car's guard appears and then they're all confused from that point yes. as to what's going on um through a lot of trust issues he's basically able to get her to come inside and talk stuff over and he offers her to basically after a while offers her to stay there and he's like i'll sleep on the couch you can have the room with the locked door and we'll be fine and he's like you don't got to worry about nothing just do it that way and she's like oh are you sure they go back and forth and then that's when you he seems really pushy like he's trying to get her to drink something for a minute too so it's yeah it's another one of those moments where you're like this dude's gonna like fucking drug her and rape her he makes her a coffee without her seeing and she doesn't drink and he notices and he's like hey my bad he's like here's a bottle of wine it's unopened like you can watch me open it and he like he he's still weirdly charming in it because he's like stumbling over his words like he's nervous yeah and like everything she does lets you know that he is like making it weird because she locks every door she goes into and yeah yeah, she's very suspicious oh yeah and after they start to connect on like the music thing it drops her walls and she completely yeah and she has conversations with him and drinks the wine and everything and everything's fine and when they're getting ready to go to bed after they put the sheets on the bed like they're like looking at each other for a second like something's gonna happen yeah and then he's like okay he yeah. leaves they're, they're flirting as he's putting on a duvet cover yeah <laughs> uh it's actually interesting my wife freaked out because she's like oh, i've seen a tiktok where they show you how to do that and i was like <laughs> that's probably i wonder if that's not where, <laughs> where you got it from probably <laughs> um and then they go to bed and she wakes up in the middle of the night yeah because the door opened yeah um and she's freaking out because she shut the door but she dropped her guard so much she forgot to lock it and it's yeah. something you notice because he closes the door and she just goes to bed. Yeah, that's when you know she's like she was comfortable, comfortable at that point. Oh yeah, and it really makes you start wondering. And then he's on the bed having some like weird breathing stuff going on, so it convinces uh, you there's uh, something wrong with him. I was like, is he a fucking demon? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? Like, I had absolutely zero clue on like what, like other than the rental aspect. I had no idea what the actual story was about. Yeah, because you don't know if this is like a ghost movie. You don't yeah. know if it's a demon or just like a stalker torture yeah. movie. You don't know what the fuck's yeah, going like, on. It could be anything at this yeah. point. Like, and then we get this unnecessary subplot. She's going for an interview, and she's uh, fucking crazy. Yeah, she's and, like, "Why are you staying? You need to get out." Of yeah, like you're in a really bad part of the fucking like city like you yeah. need to go and before she goes to the interview when she walks out of the house that's when you first see what the neighborhood looks like too because at night it looked like everything was fine but when she goes out everything's fucked up well, just that house yeah and he even asks her he's like she's like oh like i'll just i'll you know i'll, I'll wait out here and i'll find something. he's like no not in this area like you need to come in it's fucking dangerous out here and yeah, she's he's like, like i wouldn't even stay out there by myself and she's like okay like whatever and you get out and there's one house that she's in that's fucking like immaculate yeah it's the only one they renovated for some reason yeah. they don't explain that either and the rest of the neighborhood well it's because that house never got sold until just we'll get there okay yeah um <laughs> but yeah you basically uh you, you don't find out until the next morning when she's on her way to the interview. And, yeah. But the lady's like, yeah, you're fucking crazy. It almost looks like it might have cost her the job. Like, it makes yeah, you wonder. Well, yeah, <laughs> it makes like, you wonder. Like, like, she doesn't never... have very good uh, judgment skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, other than that scene, everything else was pretty relevant. That was the only one that you could have... You could have taken that out and been fine. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see that. Um, um, and then she gets back to the house. Um, and as she's getting out of the car, there's like a homeless dude running at her. Yeah. And she freaks the fuck out. As like I think anybody would. And she's like trying to get the fuck in the house right away. And she freaks out really bad on that part. Yeah. And that was the first time where I was like, or I can't say the first time, but it was another one of those moments where I was like, I can't tell if he's trying to help her or if he's trying to fucking attack her. Yeah. And you're still confused as fuck as to like, what's going to happen in this fucking like, What's going on? Yeah. So, was, and then he was saying something after she closed the door, basically like pleading with her to get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and is, this is when she starts to notice something being off, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, she gets there and the, doesn't the basement door open? Uh, no. So she goes to the bathroom and she doesn't have any toilet paper. Oh, that's, yeah. She opens the basement door, goes down to get the toilet paper, and that's when the door closes on yeah. its own. Door closes and locks. And so she's freaking out. Uh, and there were a couple of moments. <laughs> because she... On the wall. And nope. And then she finally... She just decides to go in. I'm like, why even say nope? Like... Right, yeah. It seems like kind of like a stretch a little bit. Yeah, but. That's the only part where I'm like, I could have done without that, too. Like, mm-hmm. if she's going to say nope, just fucking make her stick to her guns and like find a way to close the door and say fuck it i'm not going in there yeah um but she decides to go through and then she finds this room with a bed a bucket and a camera yeah and at this point i started to think like okay this is a movie like somebody's about to like bill skarsgård is gonna torture her. that's what i thought exactly i was like <laughs> i was like he does this as a regular thing like yeah. it's like not a jigsaw like maybe closer to like hostile hostile and like don't breathe kind of thing yeah Something like that, where it's like some real sick, sadistic, like raping, dismembering shit like that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, at that point, I was like in on it too. I was like, okay. Yeah. This is going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is going to be wild. And then <laughs> she comes out and he's at the window and like, he's not freaking out that she's down there. Yeah. Cause like, you would think he'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. She, he's like, what the fuck are you doing down there? And like, can you come up and let me in? And she's like, I fucking can't get out of the room. And he's like, well, slip me the key if you have it. And they do that through the window. It takes a minute to get out. He comes down and she's like, no, you can't go down there. I have to get the fuck out of here. We got to leave. There's a bed and a bucket. And he's like, what the fuck does a bed and a bucket? I was like, I wouldn't want to go down there and look at it. I'd be like, okay, let's get the fuck yeah, out. But he's it, adamant. He's trying to explain it. He's like, yeah, it's an old house. There's like a lot of junk down yeah. there. And it makes it so much more suspicious. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's fucked. <laughs> and I'm he's like, fucked up. I'm like, he's definitely behind this at this point. And she can't bring herself to just fucking go yeah he convinces her he's like you just stay away from me please and he, she's like okay i'll wait so he goes down there and she goes to the basement door and she like holds her hand on the thing and then uh she goes down there and the door starts closing and she gets it and then she when she puts the chair there yeah yeah and then and you can hear him and then yeah. she's like you see it and he's like yeah and that's the last time you hear anything from him until yeah. she gets in there really makes you also wonder if you can't open the door from the inside how did the maybe we'll talk about that after yeah we'll talk about um that. and at this point but you know what i'm saying yeah when she goes into the room to go look for him i was like okay he's gonna pop out and like yeah snatch her up or something that's what i was thinking too and then she finds as she decides to start going and looking after him that there is another secret passage inside of this secret passage walks to the stairs and you can hear him scream help yeah <laughs> and you're like okay like he's luring her in. yeah or something's there but like more towards the lure yeah. you're in keeps going keeps going keeps going 
finally and runs into him and he scares the shit out of her yeah. and me and a huge tunnel system too yeah it's fuck like it's like catacombs under paris type big. yeah it's fucking ridiculous i will say that is one of the funnier scenes i've seen in a film uh, about uh 30 minutes after this yeah we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> yeah this shit's gold <laughs> yeah uh he or she finds him they run into each other he's like no we got to fucking go back the way you came because there's something else in here like we got to fucking go and she's like what do you mean and they just start arguing and he starts yelling well he doesn't want to go back where she came because he's like that's where she was yeah so he's refusing to go that way he's telling her to go deeper in and i'm like okay he's trying to pull her in there yeah and then out of fucking nowhere this monster chick only way i can describe her is if you've played the witcher 3 it looked like a witch hag okay uh or a a water hag sorry um big floppy dangly tits and everything um so it's pretty much almost exactly tall (laughs) yeah the water hags and witcher a little bit more slumped over and like uh uh like hunchback but yeah, this this bitch was tall. <laughs> yeah, she's mobile. It, it very got them low hangers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then we the screen she, goes black. She fucking like she oh. fucking smashes his head against the wall, and then at it that explodes. point you're like, okay, he had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, and that was the moment where I was like, I already like this film. Like it did its job for me <laughs> yeah. because now I really have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was one of the more relieved. T- feelings i've ever had while watching a film because i'm like i didn't know what was going on like this is a complete fucking mystery for once and that the way that that ended right there like you said when it cuts the lecture and that almost seemed like that could have been like a short film on its own yeah it, it almost felt like it was gonna do some anthology shit yeah if it wasn't for the fact that i had seen the alternate trailer with justin long in it oh was he in it that there, there was an alternate trailer oh, i never saw focused. i only saw the main one and honestly i didn't even know it was the same film because it, oh. it was a trailer it said uh justin long's new film in theaters now and I didn't even know it was a trailer for Barbarian. So they do that on purpose, probably. Yeah, that's cool. And <laughs> but they they do cut in pieces of like at the very end, like flashes of Bill Skarsgård's face and the other chick's face, uh, and like the tunnel uh, section. And I was like, "What the fuck does this have to do with this film? Like, <laughs> this is blowing my mind." I was like, "All right," like made me want to watch it that much more. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to Justin Long, mm-hmm. and he gets he's driving his car through. To Hollywood. He's having a good time. Yeah, he's got his top down. He's fucking cruising. <laughs> yeah, and he gets a phone call from his agent. I'm guessing so. Or, and no, a lawyer. It's from a. Uh, so the original call, I believe, is from a studio. Okay. And they are talking to him about a show that he came from mm-hmm. because there were allegations from an actress that he raped her. Yeah. Like yeah, at first, they're like sexual um, indecency or something, and then he's like. He's freaking out. He's like, did she say I raped her? And then they're like, yeah. And that's when he starts like freaking yeah. the fuck out. And I'm like, with with his emotional reaction, I was like, okay, so like, maybe he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're kind of like on the fence. Yeah. Well, especially because it's Justin Long. He's not an actor you cast in that role, like almost ever. Yeah. Like if you cast in like a, just a, a guy who normally plays a douchebag, then you'd be like, okay, this yeah, is like, what it is. Like an army hammer or <laughs> oh yeah if army hammer i'd be like yeah you did it so that would have been a great role for army. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it was one of those ones that like you genuinely are like, okay like this dude is never a douche at anything either. yeah you cast him like, on purpose yeah like he, he's always been the lovable like kind of goofy nerdy nice guy. guy yeah and i mean he is honestly underrated in horror movies because he's the first Jeepers Creepers, he was fantastic in. Drag Me to Hell. Yes. 
Tusk. Yeah, Tusk. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed him in that one, yeah. too. Um, but he basically finds out that all of his uh, income is basically drying up, and in a couple months, he'll be flat broke. Mm-hmm. And, and his uh, financial advisor, whatever, drops him, too. Yeah. They, they tell him, they're like, you should probably sell your house in Hollywood to re- retain some of your money because it's all going to dry up. You're about up. to get fucked. He's like, your only other option is to... He's like, which I don't advise us to go sell some of your properties in Detroit. And basically, it would only keep you going for a couple of months on your yeah. property out here. Yeah. He would actually be able to live for probably a couple of years if he were to be smart, but he's greedy and and he's convinced he's gonna beat, beat yeah it. when he's like um he's like i'm gonna ruin that bitch and the guy's like <laughs> he's like yeah we can't do this yeah you gotta find a different uh advisory representation yeah and then we basically cut to him getting a rental getting in a rental car in detroit, in detroit. uh his lawyer telling him dude you should not fucking be out of state right like now it basically looks look. like you're fleeing yeah yeah He's like, I'm just trying to liquidate some assets so I can come back and blah, blah, blah. Fine. Like, yeah, because he thinks he's fine because he hasn't been like, um, convicted of anything. Yeah. So he's like, or charged. Yeah, or charged. Um, so then he goes in to Detroit and he shows up at the house that was the Airbnb and he says, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like the key's not here. He had to go somewhere else, pick up the key, come back. The bed's messed up. Or no, he picked up the key, then went to the yeah, house. Yeah, then went to the house. Uh, but it was the main key, not the spare that mm-hmm. they put inside of the lockbox. The lockbox is empty. He's like, okay, this is fucking stupid. See, goes in, sees that the door for the basement was propped open. Mm-hmm. He gets irritated sure. about that. Then he comes back and finds bags for... Tess and yeah. Will. Keith. Keith. Yeah, Keith. A really strange last name for a white man. It was like Toshio. Yeah, yeah. That was one <laughs> I was thing like, I was like, wait uh, a second. <laughs> all right. That was another thing. I'm like, okay, this is a fake name for yeah. this guy. <laughs> it was another, I thought the same thing. I was like, he doesn't look of that descent to me, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, you can make whatever story you want. <laughs> yeah. um, I just think his first name is funny, too. If, <laughs> Keith. I've only known one Keith in my life. Really? Yeah. I've known a few. Mm-hmm. But is that surprising with my skin tone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Keith, I knew is Mexican. <laughs> figures he's my cousin's husband. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, and so then he calls the property management company, and he's like, "They're like, no, no one's daughters." Yeah, like, he's getting pissed. Yeah, they're like, "We don't know, sir. We haven't been there in two uh, in two weeks." And he's like, "Why the fuck not? I'm supposed to come here to clean it up." He's like, "They're like only before the next set of renters come." And it, which makes you think too. It makes you wonder, like, who the who Tess and Keith called to get the place, right? Because they did call somebody, yeah, and they got confirmation. But who was that? Yeah, it's the property. I think it was the property management, but okay. you never know. Yeah, because you book it through Airbnb. Yeah, but so some there was obviously no communication between that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was whatever property management company mm-hmm. that the owners that he went through were just really shitty. Yeah. Uh, well, especially cause you booked two people in one night. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's your first red flag. Yeah. It almost felt like intentional. I was like, this has to be some shit. Like, uh, it, it gave me some really, uh, I was like, if they are, if this is a legit, a mix up and neither of them actually know about this, it's going to be one of those things almost like, uh, it's the fucking movie with Chris Hemsworth, uh, 
cabin in the woods. Oh, basically where like there's some people like they're basically they're being sacrificed. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Uh, making a game out of it or whatever, and that turned out not to be the case. But uh, they just were very inept at their job and didn't. Nobody, including cops, wanted to really be in the area. He sees that there's a basement and he finds because he sees the mirror propped up it kind of clicks something in his head where he's like oh maybe i'll pull this string on the wall and he finds the hidden passage and that stuff too and instead of being freaked out by the bed or anything he sits on it and he starts measuring the room for extra fucking space yeah because then he looks and he's like can you add like um unfinished room or something in the basement added to the square footage of the house yeah, and i'm yeah. like wow he's really a douchebag he's like and it says not traditionally but it can if it exceeds the size of the main yeah, you living. put in a separate thing and he's like oh and then he's he like, starts hey. measuring and yeah so he, then he finds the second space and he just keeps measuring he's everything. not freaked out at all and then he goes in the tunnels and he sees the cages yeah and he just like oh and then he's he like, measures in that area <laughs> you're like you're out of your fucking mind, dude. Yeah, we never. <laughs> just nonchalant. It's pitch black. And he's doo doo doo. Yeah. And then he comes across a room. Pink room. Pink light. Yeah. And it is, there's a movie playing in there that really confused me for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like a bunch of newspapers and shit and like baby stuff on the floor. And then this movie of basically like how, how to, to breastfeed. Yeah. How to breastfeed and like being a mother and shit like that. He's like, okay, and it smells like shit, obviously, based on the look on his face. And uh, then I can't remember. Does she spook him or something and he just books it? Or is it Um, the measuring tape? The measuring tape gets pulled. Oh, yeah. And then I like the shots when it zooms up on him and it looks kind of like wide and weird. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of cool. And then um, he starts, he takes off and he drops the flashlight. Yes. And that that where the flashlight's like in and out, mm-hmm. and then he runs right into her. Yeah. Well, and then he falls into the trap. Oh yeah, he yeah. runs away again. He falls right into the hole where Tess is. Too. Yes. And that part blew my mind because he fell in the hole, and I didn't expect anything. And then all of a sudden, she fucking pops up out of nowhere, and I was yeah, like, "She's like, Shh. she's like, what the fuck's going on down here?" She's like, "Don't." She like she hates when you get angry. And, I was and then like, it cuts again. Yeah. Uh, does it cut right there? Mm-hmm. And it cut. It cuts the to the. Okay. I couldn't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. So then uh, this was another moment where I was somewhat confused, uh, except for the part where you see that we're at the house, but like in the fucking 80s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, somewhere around there. Could, like my yeah. first guess would have been 60s, but that's too far back. Yeah, it could be probably 70s or yeah. 80s. I'm one of the two. But yeah. So, and then you're like, what the fuck's going on here again? Like, yeah. You well, still don't know what fully is going on, too. Yeah, the, the house is still. Uh, really saying like, oh, we're getting ready. Like, and then when he leaves the grocery store, he gets in the car. He notices a woman going into her car, mm-hmm. and he like follows her to her house. And then he acts like he's like an energy worker or something. Yeah, and this is after he bought a bunch of diapers and yeah, uh, what else? Uh, gloves and uh, plastic sheets. Yeah, stuff like that. And then it goes into this woman's house, and he unlocks the windows from the inside. Yeah, and then he's like, he pretends oh, he's from the water company. Yeah, and he's like, everything seems good. Have a good day. <laughs> And you know he's about to go kidnap her oh, later. Yeah. And you don't see it, yeah, but it happens. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he takes the stuff he had back to the basement, and that's pretty much the last time we see him. We yep. cut back to Tess and Justin Long's character. What's remember. his name? Uh, I know I forget. It's not. It's AJ. Is it AJ? It's AJ. Can't remember his last name. 
AJ Gilbride. Yes. Um, and he's still kind of fucking panicking. <laughs> and then the fucking water hag lady opens the cage or starts trying to give them milk out of a bottle. And, and there's like hair stuck to it. Made me want to gag so fucking bad. And she's like, "Just drink it." Yeah. And he's like, "No." So she drinks it, and you're like, "Oh." Yeah, that was raw. And then she opens it and tries to make him drink it. And then she pulls Justin Long out of the cage and leaves it open oh, and drags him into the room and tries to force him to drink out of her tit. <laughs> <laughs> Just the the look of the fucking like boob dangling into, <laughs> yeah. in and out of his mouth he's all yeah. <laughs> and she finds a way out of there yeah. um and then uh she's like is she trying to sneak by yeah she, she 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 goes out to try to get out of the house she sneaks by and she kicks the measuring tape on accident yes and so she starts chasing her mm-hmm. she, she gets, gets out yeah she gets out she makes it to like a gas station and he starts running in basically a different direction mm-hmm. to try to figure out a w- another way out. Uh, cause doesn't, he doesn't go back to the main room at any point, the basement. Uh, I don't, when she comes back, she, I think she gets him out of there though. Mm-hmm. So she, she breaks that small window that she gave Keith the key through earlier. Yeah. And the homeless dude helps her out at the very last second. Yeah. Um, kind of gives her a lowdown on how long she's been there. He said she's been there for like... Well, she goes to the cops first. Oh, so she doesn't run into him yet. Yeah, she goes to the cops at the gas station and they don't believe her. They think she's like a crackhead or something. They mm-hmm. take her back to the house and uh, they refuse to go in or they went and didn't see anything. So... That's when she starts uh, driving the Jeep to the house, and that's when that chick pops out of the house, and she, like, rams her. She fucking slams her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm so... I'll say it again later, but I'm surprised the uh, connection between them was still there after that. Yeah. So. Um, But then, as she goes to talk to the cops who don't believe her, we kind of go back and forth to him trying to find his way. Yeah. And he comes to this door... And she has been following him all the way up to this point, but he gets to the door and she starts backing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is that dude's room. Yeah. And he goes in there and you find that guy laying in his bed. From the flashback. Yeah. Um, and kind of leave it there for a little bit. But basically, you do find that he was raping, uh, forcing these women to carry his children and then raping those children when they got to an age and then raping those children and raping those children and so on until there was an abomination that would become the water hag lady. Yeah. It's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, blew my fucking mind, but I was like, okay, like at least I know now, like (laughs) as it's fucked up, like there is a sense of realism to it because so many like, generations of inbreeding will fuck shit up yeah i mean not that it's good after one generation either but yeah uh so it's very disturbing to think that way but then uh justin long's character sees him sees videos of the dude like raping a bunch of chicks and he starts like basically saying like you're a piece of shit this and that and i'm like yeah which makes you you think realize 
you did the same shit basically yeah but at, at this point we don't know we did it for sure you're right that is, that is we true. assume i don't i don't know we we did know oh we did because know. Okay, he yes. goes to that club oh we forgot that part he's like yeah man he's like you know i'm just really persistent guy and, and okay. i was like yeah you fucking did it yeah um but he basically in and the dude he was talking to his friend is the director i didn't even notice that was yeah him. that was him i'll have to go back and look at it because i was just so focused on him <laughs> yeah because i love zach Gregor. i didn't know his name i just knew of what he did with why does kids yeah. you know and miss march back in the day and i fucking loved it um but yeah like that scene i was like okay he fucking he did yeah. it. he does kind of more flat out not say oh i raped her but like Trust he's that. like i need to make amends mm-hmm. basically he's and like he I'm calls her after that he calls her before that when he comes back from the house, he's drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then After he's the like, I'm sorry. And like, he just. He's and in a real life situation, you'd make that would make it worse. <laughs> oh, it would make it so much worse. You'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Um, so then, in a weird twist that I did not expect, the dude. So the. In a weird series of events, the dude's asking just. Or is basically like gesturing for water and after he asks him the second time after he already gave him the water, he brings like the whole fucking nightstand to him. And when he's not looking and he's watching the tapes, dude pulls the gun out. He and turns you think around he's going to shoot Jason Long. Yeah. And instead he turns the gun on himself yeah. because he's like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I think he was worried about what he was going to do to him. So he was just like, I'm going to take myself out and fucking make this to where it's not an issue anymore. It's really crazy because like that guy, like, you know, he did fuck up shit, but like in any other horror movie, he'd be like the center villain. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like they got rid of him right away. You're like, oh, fuck, there's still like mystery around that guy. Like why he did it. Right. <laughs> it, it did. But I, I kind of enjoy that because I don't want answers for everything. I will say I think that is one of the key things that makes the Dahmer show so fucking like eerie is the details yeah like every little bit did you watch that show i'm in the middle of it i will say episode two i had to turn that shit off because really? i was way too high <laughs> I, I smoked what, so much weed before part uh the drilling okay let's talk about that after this movie oh my god yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> but yeah so after that uh he basically he finds a way out after that uh yeah and her and him meet back up at that house like right after she rams into the fucking mm-hmm. thing she helps him get out they that's when the homeless guy gets them yeah the homeless guy gets them and basically he's like for me and breeding all this other shit he's like we're safe here he's like how do you know she we're safe coming here for 15 because <laughs> i've been i've been squatting here for 15 years and she ain't coming all of a sudden the wall fucking Boom. breaks down and she kills him she rips his arm <laughs> off him <laughs> it's uh, kind of a funny thing too it, it is they start booking it. Uh, they go up this like water tower. Her legs all fucked up from. He he shot her by accident. Remember when she gets back oh, down in the basement yeah. and he's like pop. So it's it's not her leg. It's her stomach. Yeah yeah. And so she's limping up the thing, and they basically come to this like standoff with the monster. And like lady, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. It's like she's gonna have to. What does he say? Uh, we we're, she's One gonna of need us a distraction. Yeah. One of us is going to have to be a distraction. And you're automatically, all right, like, this isn't a great vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he just good. fucking grabs her and throws her off the fucking water tower. And I like how tower. she slides off in slow motion, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's a sliding under the bar. Like, it's yeah. just, like, perfect. And you're like, oh, like, that's just straight fucked. He killed her for no reason. And 
something I didn't expect. The fucking lady, because she jumps off, goes under her to save her. Yeah, it's, that's, it's a little funny, but on it's, purpose. It's cheese, but I was like, it's it's cool. I, I dig it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way she would have caught up and no. got under her, but I'll buy it for story purposes. <laughs> yeah. Um, He goes back down. He has the gun, and he's like, oh. Like, I'm sorry. He's like, I had to do it. Yeah, I had to do it. It was just, he's like, but you're okay, right? Like, we can get going now. He goes to start, like, helping her up, and then the fucking monster lady jumps up and fucking splits his skull in half. Yeah, starts with the eyes, just like Jeepers Creepers. Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Um, And then, then, like, fucking crunches his skull in the middle. S grabs the gun, and they just kind of sit there staring at each other for a moment. And she's all mom or uh, mama baby. And then goodbye. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's like puts the gun to her head. And she's all bye bye. <laughs> yeah. It's like weird, funny and sad at the same time. <laughs> it is. Because you're like a cringy. Yeah. <laughs> B sad. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, you're like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> you know? It's just, it's, it's a mix of emotions. Like it was well executed. I don't think you could have done it another way and made it <laughs> yeah. not feel that way, <laughs> but it was very well done. And it just ends on the gunshot. Uh, well, no, after the gun, so it cuts to oh, a part of the credits yeah. and then it just shows her getting up and walking. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's all I need from a movie. I don't need all the extra. What happens after all the time? Yeah, no, it was just like, you knew what happened. You don't know why it happened, yeah. really, but you knew it happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I found it extremely enjoyable, and I will say I think it's one of the better films I've seen this year. Okay, yeah. Like I said, it's my number three right now. I'm honestly surprised it's up that high, but I am I can definitely see why. Yeah, and if I show you my list again, you'll see why. I'll have to have you send it to me that I can remember, and I'll mark down mine in the order that I... And then I'll try to think if there's any other new films I've seen this year. Okay. I think i've seen like one that you haven't <laughs> i literally it. do like literally every time a new movie ends like right away i like go to log it <laughs> in the theater i'm like i'm gonna put this <laughs> this goes right here <laughs> yeah. um so real quick thoughts after we have just finished that film we mentioned Dahmer. yeah and you said you turn it off during the drilling uh d- just the one night i went back and watched it again okay but i was like so uncomfortably high that i the, the details and just everything like i almost felt like i felt the drill going into my head and it it's, just fucked with me it's really detailed me here too because you hear him scream too and oh, you yeah. just hear it, it's like Oof. and the fact that that guy didn't even fucking die right then yeah. you're like that was oh my god the fact that that dude got away with what he did as long as he did and had that much police intervention so many fucking times yeah that's why i like the way because people are bitching about the show but if they really watched it yeah. they would see like you're not there yet but like good chunk actually the whole second half of the series is really from the victim's perspective oh yeah and it shows you how fucking inept the cops were oh, and how fucked up they were and, and the fact that a lot of it was racial bias and because of the yeah. neighborhood he lived in they basically brushed it off as people yeah well, A, they didn't want to go and work in the neighborhoods anyways. Yeah. So as little as they had to be there, they would brush it off. But at the same time, unfortunately, especially during the late 80s, early 90s, it was 1991 at the time, policing in urban areas was a huge issue because of A, cops, especially then, it's a lot less now. I'm not saying it's gone because there are bad cops. Uh would definitely favor whoever was white in the situation. Yeah, once you get later in, you'll see a specific things that the cops did, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, what the fuck? I think I'm on, like, episode five or six right now. Okay, six is really sad. 
It's all about Tony. That's the deaf guy. Yeah. I've seen all of that one then, so I'm on seven. Six is really sad. S- six is like, sad. Fuck, man. Well, and because you actually you're like, damn, Tony's cool. <laughs> and like, I, I I did feel uh, initially like it was unnecessary, but you do grow to actually like feel fondness for the character. I just. I yeah, start. Th- that's another big reason why I'm like, if people actually watch this, it just shows you like from oh yeah his his family's perspective and shit. It, there there are moments where it feels really eerie because it almost feels like it wants you to feel sorry for Jeffrey Dahmer, like especially that because of like he has mm, immense uh, abandonment issues. Yeah, like if he wasn't fucked up, they would have been he'd be like, oh, that's a good yeah. couple. Well, yeah, <laughs> because like if he just had the patience to let him come back and not be so overbearing he would have been fine. Yeah. And he could have, even though he had already killed multiple people, potentially led a life where he could be happy and not ever have to worry about that again. Yeah. It's just his like abandonment. Like people like just leave and he just like sets them off. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And you also like, I think that's the other part that people have issues with is this show gave him too many excuses. Like you can blame it on his dad not being there. You can blame it on his mom with her, uh, postpartum depression. You can blame it on her committing suicide when he was at a young age. You could blame it on he wasn't the same after his hernia surgery. It was yeah, thing the, on thing the, on thing. I didn't like that either. And especially when they show their parents fighting, I'm like, mm-hmm. how many times I heard that shit and I didn't think about killing anybody? I'm like, <laughs> See, it's not a fucking excuse. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things like they want you to feel sympathetic because A, he is the lead character. Whether he's the villain or the yeah. hero, he's the lead character. Um, Obviously, he's not the fucking hero. Yeah. But he is definitely portrayed more of a sympathetic light than he probably should have been. But at the same time, you do need to portray him as human. So you kind of show the real monster that's underneath. Yeah. And it does come off. Yeah. But dude, like Evan Peters, I can't look at him the oh same anymore. God. He <laughs> fucking, he went in. He's just, he sounds just like him. Oh. The accent was on point. It was oh, fucking yeah. weird. Dude, that guy, I've always had respect for him. Like ever since I saw him in like American horror story. Like that stuff, he's fantastic. And which is created by Ryan Murphy, who created this show. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I think it's gross that we're giving serial killers biopic TV shows, yeah. but I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, which yeah, because you just have a lot of people coming on the woodworks trying to like make Katy Perry change lyrics from a song like ten years ago. Um, I think Dark Horse Juicy J's line in it, where he's like, he eat her heart like jeffrey dahmer so yeah. she's like that now, now people are pissed off i'm like you weren't pissed off 10 years ago yeah where's all the fucking outcry like, that just shows me like a lot of people changed. probably didn't know jeffrey dahmer back then or something he's literally I'm like how of, did you not though it, well i think that a lot of that you can point to things like without actually saying sword and scale because i it's, they've never covered jeffrey dahmer yeah he don't do popular shit yeah he, on purpose because it's been done to death yeah. and it's although i would like him to do it though oh his fucking spin on it would be fun yeah uh, but you don't hear on many podcasts about like, I can't even say Gary Busey, John Wayne Gacy, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez, Richard Ramirez, the night stalker, uh, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy. Uh, what's the other, the, uh, Eileen Warnos, Eileen Warnos, the sons of Sam, son of Sam. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one more big uh, BTK. one. Yeah, the BTK. And what's the... There's one more three-name one, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Ed Gein, obviously, too. Ed Gein. Um, three-name one. Ed Kemper is a big one. Uh, Edward Kemper. Uh, um, what's... Uh, three names? The Unabomber's name. 
Uh, Ted Kaczynski. Yes. Ted Kaczynski, and then the dude who did the um, government building, the Unabomber. No, not the government. Uh, <sighs> we blew up like half of that fucking the building. The Oklahoma... Oklahoma City bombing Oklahoma City bombing. Timothy McVeigh. Yes, Timothy McVeigh. Uh, so, like, there's no shortage of these fucking lunatics in our yeah. society. You can tell by the names, too. Oh, yeah. They all, like, sound like... I don't know <laughs> why. It's just they like, have, why. They have very uh, ominous sounding... Specific names. And literally, like, their brothers and sisters' names don't sound creepy. It's... Maybe it's looking at it from a different lens. Now that <laughs> you know what's going on. But, like... Those names have so much mythology behind them now. Yeah, even it's like Jeffrey Dahmer's brother changed his last name in real life. Oh, it does not surprise I me. I would either. I well, would especially because I mean, they didn't really have any connection after they were a yeah. certain age. And not only that, like Dahmer's a very specific last name. You don't fucking see that last you, name anywhere. I've never met a Dahmer. No, I you never see a Dahmer other than Jeffrey. No. Oh yeah, damn! I didn't think of that. <laughs> he's all. He's all. What's your name? He's all Jeffy. He's like, what's your last name? He's all Dahmer. He's all. You fucking kidding me? He's all Jet. Jeff, Jeffy Dahmer. Oh, wow. That movie's in bad taste all over the place. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, so well, I think certain things are, like that are in bad taste, but I think at certain points they're necessary. At certain points they do go too far. Yeah. You can't deny that period. Yeah. That movie would not be made today. No. <laughs> no. Uh, when the fuck did we get ice my cream? My favorite line is like, when the fuck did we get ice cream? Did you get ice cream? Was I sleeping? <laughs> yeah. Can we get that ice cream it's now? fuck, because a couple of those guys aren't even like slow. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, like the one dude who does the piano man shit. Yeah. Uh, he's in Galaxy Quest. And that guy who says, when the fuck did we get ice cream? He's not. He's in yeah. that movie Devil, the elevator yes. movie. And then obviously. 500 Days of Summer. Uh, Johnny Knoxville's not no. handicapped. Yeah. Uh, there was some. I will say this. This sounds fucked up. Uh, some of the best acting I've seen from Catherine Heigl. Yes, honestly, yeah, she was good. <laughs> she, she was actually decent in that film. Um, I had a crush on her back then too. While I will agree that some of it was in poor taste. Yeah, that is probably the film that you can look at in history that has employed the highest number of disabled people yeah it's true there's still some heart in that movie too and there is like it has a really good message it's hey we don't pick on people like this it is to their detriment to a certain degree because it doesn't do it in the best way yeah and you wouldn't be able to get away with it now it's just like doing movies that would be i'm trying to think of the movie i can't do it off the top of my head but it's basically any fish out of the water movie yeah that they do but with a lot more offensive jokes yeah so I'm gonna suck my asshole through a straw. <laughs> He's like, you scratched my CD. <laughs> you picked, you it, picked up it up in broad daylight, daylight and you scratched it. it. Oh god! Like, I'm sorry, man. Oh uh, yeah, it's just a good movie, but yeah, very I'll have bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every time I go to a restaurant. <laughs> Still to this day, I haven't even seen that movie in forever, and I still say it. That shit is fucking. It's still one of my favorite movies, yeah. which says something about me. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what it says. It says <laughs> it's not good. Uh, it holds a special place in my heart. But like, yeah, dude, like this film or this show did something. I don't know. It feels extremely gross to it even does. watch it. Sometimes it's hard to watch. You're like this, like it's like. It's so like <clears throat> depressing and just blunt. Oh yeah, and you're just like. <laughs> it, it, it's also scary because like 
obviously like the person that we're seeing is Evan Peters. Like we can't make that mistake. But he's so good that it, it it's not Evan oh, Peters yeah. when you see it. You're like he gets lost in and it. And that's part of the trouble is now especially because of the way he was portrayed. And they got everything right. Like he was a fucking fitness nut at a certain point, even yeah. though he wasn't worried about his actual health. It was yeah, and he never was that buff though. Really, oh no, no. But they basically turned him into like a sex icon. They with, did, and that's a, that's a big problem that some people have, and I can understand that point. Yeah, uh, there's some people even making like edits of him on TikTok and shit, oh. and I'm like, I'm sure, and that's who's the gonna thing. happen? But yeah. like, well, that's the thing. Like, we're not even collectively as a country or even like a world able to agree on same-sex marriage or transgenderism or almost anything pretty much yeah exactly like you think that it's going like and i have the issue like i think art should be accessible yeah yeah or to draw the line with when does it become unhealthy to promote something because we're at a point where like with this this is Women are a lot more inclined than men. I don't know the reasons. I'm just going off of stats. Yeah. To be into, and this is such a strange thing, but be into like the really like macabre, death, first 48, true crime true podcast. Crime shit, all yeah. That. Like, uh, I think it was Mike Boudet that uh, said like a good chunk of his audience is like women. Yeah. And that's like it, with like a lot 70%. of true crime stuff. I don't know why that is. My mom even like listens to that shit religiously now. And that, <laughs> that that's one thing that blows my mind because yeah. I remember one of the arguments from, and I feel like this is sexist, but from women all through growing up is you always used to hear on movies and TV shows, why do you men like boxing so much? It's so violent. I'm like, like you women. <laughs> my mom used to watch Snapped all the time. Well, there's that. Exactly. <laughs> and then you have the women who married fucking... Richard Ramirez Dude, in prison. Dude, so many. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Like a bunch of chicks showed up at the yeah. courts. Or Marilyn Manson or Ted Bundy. They're on trial for killing women and people. And, there's and women... they're still fucking at their feet. Yeah. Even more so than before. It's weird. I don't know why that is. It blows my fucking mind. Like, yeah. it's one of those things that I, especially since I started listening to Sword and Scale, I've noticed more and more where it sounds extremely sexist. Once again, I'll say it though. There's something that like is really creepy like when women start getting into like true crime stuff unless they're like a sane human being like most people yeah but, like it's it's but it's the couple that will take it way too far and they start writing letters to serial killers and shit like that that is a lot more common from women than it is for men yeah men aren't i think well there hasn't inclined. been very many like women serial killers either i think the only two women that I can think of that Eileen. got letters while in prison. Did Eileen get some? No, because she wasn't attractive. People yeah, weren't true. interested. And Apparently, she, when she was young, she was. I mean, that, see, that wouldn't surprise me, but like the way everyone describes her, like it's always, yeah. oh, she was repulsive, this and that. Jody Arias, not a serial killer, but still. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I saw a picture. She was attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen two. Have you seen the naked? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> because they talk about it on most of the podcasts. Yeah. She's fucking nuts. Her and Casey I'm gonna Anthony. end up with a chick like that, probably. No, do not. If I do, let me know. No, I won't let you know because you'll be in the fucking ground. No, let me know <laughs> if like we're out somewhere and you see her doing weird shit or you see her getting like overly mad and like if you see any red flags, let oh, me know. I'll let you know. Just don't fucking. <laughs> this bitch is crazy. And then you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm not talking to you. See you in a casket. <laughs> <laughs> Just say that exactly. <laughs> and then it happens. You'll be like, I feel so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but let me know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And but Casey Anthony as well. Was Though, she attractive? I never really saw her. I don't. 
have an opinion. Okay. I I think of her as a murderer, not a she, not a serial killer. And even then, I think of her as worse than like a regular murderer because it wasn't like her boyfriend; it was her fucking kid. Yeah. And she got away with it. Yeah. I so saw like, a TikTok edit. She's of, considered attractive. Yeah. I saw a TikTok edit of Jodi Arias one time, mm-hmm. and there's guys in the comments who are saying, "Hear me out." <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're like, I know where this is going. Yeah. Um, but She's fucking insane. She is fucking insane. But, and that that's my thing though. Guys will joke about that shit. Because, True. you know, do you know any guys who would actually, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know personally, but they are out there, I'm sure. I think people in some of my friends' groups may, but they are the very few. In your friend group? In f- friend groups. I don't want to be specific. Um, so can you tell me after he's yes, like, 100%. Okay. Is um, it me? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it justice? <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's just like I can point to multiple women that I know, and I couldn't tell you whether or not they would actually like go that way. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things that you notice a lot more going one way than the other. But it's there are weird. a lot more males serial killers and stuff i'd like to know why like I, that stuff kind of interests me though yeah the same way like serial killers interest me like it's hard to say that in front of some people because they're gonna be like what that's yeah. weird and i'm like how are you not interested it's kind of like weird to think like yeah. how like people's minds work and shit oh 100 that, that's one thing like i used to think that way too where i'm like you know it's fucking weird to even talk about but at yeah. the same time it's become so commonplace like how many shows on netflix are just murder yeah and is it fucked up that I've I've seen a couple like snuff films because I was like interested. I want to see like I want to see it. I don't know why, but I want to see it. <laughs> no, it's not weird. Okay. I've done it too. Okay, yeah, I don't know why. I can't explain it. Uh, I'm not gonna do it. No, no, or no. like think I just want to see. It. The the first one I saw, I didn't see voluntarily. Oh, okay. uh, I was uh, training a guy at my last job at waste management yeah and we were on lunch and he's like dude look at this video give me no fucking warning on what You're i was like, watching okay. he's like, okay fine it's this uh lady uh kneeled down on the ground in like the desert with like multiple dudes around her basically the caption said uh what happens when you uh cheat on a cartel member oh and uh uh, I'm trying to say, you know what? It's not like we're on YouTube and we're getting monetized, so whatever. We're dude caps this now. chick in the head as she's pleading for her life, front or back execution style. Oh no, from the front. Oh okay. Um, and then as her body falls back, with the handle of the gun, beats her face in so bad that it caves in. Mm. I could smell the blood in the video, like it smelled like hunting. Like it was fucking, it just, it brought that like sensory. It was fucking insane. Yeah. I've only seen one other one and it wasn't on purpose, but it's just like, holy fuck. So you've never seen any on purpose? Uh, not on, well, I, I re-seeked out that first one. Okay. So I I looked that one up on purpose again because I was like, that can't be real. And I looked at it more and I was like, this shit is legit. Uh, and it's kind of disturbing how easy they are to find. Dude, everyone I've seen, I voluntarily watched it. Uh, I don't know what that says. But um, I, when, it, when I was in seventh grade mm-hmm. at Justice's birthday party, oh, I fuck. showed uh, Justice and some other people the two guys, one screwdriver. Oh, f- no, I'm thinking ice pick. Yeah. What screwdriver? It's, I don't know if it's in Ukraine or some European country. There's these two dudes and this one dude. They're down by like a creek in the woods. 
and they just take turns like stabbing this guy in the face and the neck with the screwdriver. Yeah, and I'm the one who brought it. <laughs> <laughs> that's only that's as bad as uh, two guys one ice pick. Okay, which you know of. Yeah. Luca Magnata. I don't want to think about Luca. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. Dude, I know way too I many fucking serial killers' names. I don't I like do this. Too. <laughs> it's disturbing. I have a whole documentary series on different <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Netflix has one that they like basically uh, go over the mental illnesses that certain serial killers had. Yeah. And like connect them through their mental disabilities basically and it's scary that some of them they don't know why yeah. like the brain will look normal yeah. and you're like how <laughs> you're like this person should operate like any other fucking human being yeah but he doesn't he didn't it's scarier when you don't have an answer yeah i will say i have not watched the end of Dahmer. i'm assuming they probably show the way he dies um yeah which do. i already know and it's fucking brutal yeah so i mean i didn't feel bad for him obviously but all. it's still like hard to watch You're oh like, yeah oh, shit. oh yeah and like <sighs> this show has definitely made me question a lot more than it should have yeah. and honestly i think it's going to be an experiment in this will basically be the standard bearer holder for what is acceptable in TV shows for a long time based on the outcry of what happens hereafter. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see any biopic shows of any more serial killers for a while because of the outrage of this. Either that or they're going to ramp up production and make it so normal that it does what I mean, it is. I'll watch it. Oh, I will too. <laughs> I, I, and this is, this is the fucked up part. I'm saying this knowing how fucked up it is. Yeah. And the way I already feel about this show. I would so be there for a full series of John Wayne Gacy. I would be there for, for a full series of What episode Ed are you Kemper. on, Dahmer? Probably seven. Okay. Yeah. You'll see some wild shit coming up soon. Oh, I'm sure. Like surprising shit. Really? Yeah. More flashbacks or other, uh, we'll just all <laughs> like this. No, like I agree. Dog. Yeah, I don't know who would play him though. I can't think of anybody who looks like him. Well, I mean, not like you don't need to look look like him, but like can you pull off everything he does? Let me look at a picture like of him. Man, just to, really, um, Lou Diamond Phillips played him in a Lifetime movie. I do remember hearing about that. I'm like, he's not even. <laughs> didn't uh, sound like him. Didn't act like him. Uh, it would hard to have anybody really play him you know who would be a good one who? and i feel fucking bad for saying this just glance at his face and then glance away james franco no oh. i was thinking younger honestly i was thinking noah centineo let me see again boom boom yes yeah oh shit <laughs> he just needs to bleach his skin <laughs> i mean he's not he's kind of he's not dark far. but he's too dark to be him like richard ramirez is damn near white I mean, he, Noah Centineo is not that. Eh. Is he? I don't know. I can't tell, but he'd be a good choice. That, that's just the first one that pops in my head. I don't know why he, I chose James Franco. He, that's just what it looked like to me at first. He's about the same. Oh, he's about the same. Skin you just, you just make him lose a couple weight, a couple, uh, couple weights. Make him lose some weight to make oh, yeah. him more skinny. And that's the hard part with an actor like that because that's his bread and butter is that, his yeah. body. So it's like it's like the time Fifty Cent lost a shit ton of weight for a straight to DVD movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Damn it. and look at him now. 
<laughs> back up. <laughs> Christian Bell does all the time. He can do it. Oh, yeah, but Christian Bell doesn't have a problem with it. That dude is one of the most... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Diabetes. He's going to have <laughs> diabetes. I'm surprised he doesn't. Right? right? Like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks did. Um, off of one movie. He's so, like, strict with dieting and all that and, like, making sure he's always in control. It would not surprise me that he's almost closer to uh, Bateman from American Psycho than you would expect minus the killing. Oh, okay. Like, just personality traits where he, like, obsesses about shit like that. So There's an idea of a Patrick Bateman. Oh, my God. I, I bought the book on Audible. I got to read it or listen Dom to it. Dom said the book is better because it's more, obviously, it's more detailed. Yeah. Like, the that, that opening scene of him, like, detailing his like morning routine Mm -hmm. that's a whole chapter in the book i've heard that i'm like that (laughs) seems a bit much (laughs) but it does seem interesting yeah so that movie's wild it is wild i I watched it for the first time six months ago did you watch it while you're high no trying to do that yes i did and that one didn't get it's because it's fake fictional all the way i think it i think that's why dom's i was like oh i'm way too high for this but i kept watching that was the one time where i was like I feel it in my head. I can't do it. I was like, this is the one time where I'm just like, I bugged out. I was like, I turned it off. We watched something happy. And then we put it back on because I came down and I was like, we're fine. <laughs> so it wasn't something I was like, oh, I'm running away. No, I was like, I just need a breather because this is too much. <laughs> Does Ariana get zooted too? Like hot, like weed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She smokes with me. She doesn't get as high as I oh, do. Oh, okay. I'm like way more of a lightweight than she is. She oh, falls okay. asleep. I just get like wacky. Okay. So I yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh have you seen Monster with uh, uh Charlize, Charlize Theron? Theron? No. Great movie. I do need to watch that one. She's she really only killed three people, right? Seven. Whoa. Seven, yes, seven. Damn. Honestly, she's a little different though, because at first she was killing dudes that were actually like, raping her. Yeah. But then she went a little too she was far. A prostitute. Yeah, and then she went a little too too far and just started killing dudes. So mm-hmm. I can understand in a way hers a little, little more. Well And then she started getting crazy in prison okay. though too. She said like police knew about her and then they were surveilling her the whole time and yada yada yada. So who knows? Maybe she's not crazy. I don't fucking know. I mean, no matter what, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. But it, stuff like that does make you wonder. Yeah. I'm like, when are we going to start? Should you take these? What's really going on? Where do you draw the line? Because if you believe one, you feel like you have to believe most. Yeah. Because there are the ones you can tell are just off their fucking Yeah, you're like, what? (laughs) Like the whole thing about being a targeted person. Oh, that was fucking weird. Yeah, like, and I'm not saying, that's the other part. It's like, you know there are some people in the world that are being tailed, whether it's by some big organization or if it's just like, someone's paying someone to tail someone for whatever nefarious reason and you start to understand the paranoia but then people take it way too far it's just disturbing yeah speaking of which uh do you know tim lambis is the singer of as i lay dying no okay well uh back in 2013 or 2012 he got arrested for hiring a hitman to kill his ex-wife turns out the hitman was a cop and he did like six years in prison or something, shit. or something like that. I don't remember. It was not that long a time. And then now he's been out for like a year or two and he's touring with the band again and everything else. I'm like, I don't know if I could support that. Okay. So how does that dude get six years? But Ronnie Radke gets four for being at an event where someone he died. That being he, he fought the guy, but yeah. he didn't kill the yeah, guy. Yeah, He didn't kill the guy, but he still went to prison for four years for. Let me, let me look up Tim Lambs to see how long he, I guess, no, it wasn't like 
super, super long. But if he's already fucking out, well, 2013, if he's even been out for a year, that makes it a fucking eight-year sentence almost. Nine years, maybe? Let me see. Eight years? In 2012, he sent an email to his wife while on tour, which he said he no longer loved her, yada, yada, yada. He no longer believed in God. Yeah, because they were a Christian. Metal. Oh, okay. Um, so she filed papers to divorce, and then he started getting obsessive. He's obsessed with bodybuilding. And he was doing some other weird shit. Um, see, yeah, 2013, he was arrested for attempting to hire him in to murder his ex-wife, yada, yada. Uh, he pled not guilty. Solution, I'm like, wow, you did it. Um, let's see how many years. He was released on parole in 2016. So he did three years in prison. Damn. And then Wait, he, you say three? Yeah, he got released in 2016. Jesus. And then he married a chick the year after. <laughs> See, yeah. that, that's my point, though. Oh, yeah, there you go. I don't know any man. I'm, I'm just, let's just put it this way. Do you think that Lorena Bobbitt ever got remarried? Who that? Uh, chopped her husband's dick off and threw it in a field? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Bobbitt? L- Lorena Bobbitt. That sounds too close to Lauren Lauren Bobert. <laughs> so, um, he was a successful businessman. He was famous for some reason. I can't think of what it was. Um, and then basically, it, this was like mid to late nineties. She cut his dick off because she thought he she thought he was cheating, but he wasn't. He wasn't. One of the few times that you could be like, poor guy. She cut his dick off while he was sleeping. He obviously had to have woken up. But she oh, yeah. called the cops and is like, hey, I threw his dick in the field. They were able to grab it, reattach it. Does and then, it work? Oh, yeah. And then as a fuck <laughs> you as a fuck you to his wife while she was in prison, he went and shot a porno with his reattached penis. So I, I think that it had some sort of like uh, gimmick to it, basically about it being like the bionic man type shit because he got his dick reattached. But still, that's crazy. And as a woman, I don't know any women. I don't know. I, how do you marry a guy who literally hired it, tried to hire a hitman to kill his ex-wife? That's my point, though. Do you think a guy would go marry Lor- uh, Lorena Bobbitt after that? I would. No, but I would. Ha- <laughs> but how many women would look past that and be like, oh. He's changed. He's changed. Like, he's I can it. fix him. Shit like that. There's a lot of women who think they can fix guys. Most of those women. Well, not most. A lot of those women die. Yeah, I... I wouldn't. I have a lot of issues. I wouldn't expect a woman to try to fix me. Oh, no. No. I, I, I think there's a certain point in a person's life where if you have certain characteristics, you should be able to look in the mirror and be like, I almost deserve and need to be alone because I'm just harmful to others. Yeah. That sounds bad. I don't want anybody killing themselves or anything like that. But like, yeah, well, you at least like recognize that you are like that. And you need to fix it before yeah. you go and do. Something. But yeah, you need to fix yourself. You can't go into a relationship hoping for someone to fix you because that's just a recipe for disaster. It's not gonna work. Yeah, like, all right, this is gonna get depressing for a moment. But my uncle for years uh, battled depression. Yeah, and he thought the answer to all of his problems was having a kid. Cause if he had a kid, it would change everything. A lot of to, even just married people think that'll help oh, him yeah. from not getting divorced. I think that's one of the biggest problems. It's but he, he, he thought that was the answer to him not 
to him quitting alcohol, to him quitting drugs, and yeah. fixing his life. It's not the answer because, like, he ended up still yeah. committing suicide and everything. Like, not, obviously, that doesn't happen to everybody, but you need to work on yourself before you a try to bring anybody else into this world or rely on anybody else to fix you because that's not the answer. Yeah. Just plain and simple period. It's selfish to think that way because you're just doing more harm to other people. Mm-hmm. Regardless you're of whether bringing or not people your into your shit when they don't need to be. Yeah, exactly. It's one of my like biggest you're assuming they don't have their own shit. They got to deal with right. <laughs> like, uh, I, I like, I don't, obviously I'm not trying to make this all about me or, like my uncle and stuff, yeah. but like people don't think about the repercussions for the rest of your family or just the people around you that it actually does affect. Like my little, he's my little brother now because my parents adopted him, but he has not had his dad for five years now. Mm-hmm. And that's going to fuck him up his whole life. And it's yeah, not something that's another that thing that people need to realize too. Yeah. Like there's effects on everybody around oh, yeah. you. It, it, it's permanent. Yeah. It's fucking insane. That's the one thing I will say. Like, I know we've talked a lot about like murder and serial killers and shit like that, but like, I think the thing that I would like to touch more on in future podcasts and just kind of as a closing thing for this is always sure you take care of need, whatever. Just make sure you take care of yourself first before you ever try to help anybody else. Yeah. That's at least from personal experience. That's like something I catch myself doing a lot. I try to like, help other people and check on people before I even like get to myself. And the time I do get to myself, I'm like, I don't want to do it. See, and I I think the hefty majority of the world who aren't too stuck on themselves think that way. Um, But some people take it too far. I think I do as well, where I get so caught up in stuff that like family or friends are doing that I make their problems, my problems. And then I end up taking it too far and then, it becomes almost like a fight. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's not worth it. it. It's perfectly fine to go help people, but you can't do all the work for people either. You need yeah. to make sure you're taking care of yourselves and kind of, if you're trying to help somebody lean more towards trying to help them find outlets and stuff instead of you just fixing shit. Yeah. Um, mental health is an extremely important thing that just, it, it needs to be touched on more in general for men and women, but it is a lot more of an unspoken issue amongst men still. Yeah. It, it, it's still almost seen as taboo because like you have this whole, uh, conversation about, Hey, like we need to be there for each other and this and that. But like most of the time, if a guy's sitting there whining or crying in public, it's an automatic dent on his reputation regardless of whether anybody says it or not how many people are going to go up to a guy who's crying and ask him if he's okay in public yeah whereas you'll have a group of people around a girl who's crying in public most of the time trying to help him yeah it's it's society it's the way we've always done things and i'm not saying hey we need to change everything just i think we should be more worried about everybody's mental health and actually mean it yeah that that's the big thing because mm-hmm. it, it almost feels more like a catchphrase for sure than an actual thing that people take action against yeah so um do you have anything else for this podcast sir um may the fourth be with you <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> fucking all, it's october 30th that's fucking insane jesus that's insane that's insane. another year already almost gone you're 28 
you'll be 28 in a month less more a little more than a month almost yeah i'll be december 28th that's that's two months basically two days minus two months yeah damn or two months minus two days i should say (laughs) (laughs) probably you can kind of hear it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna drink a lot of hawaiian punch do it yeah if i could get you to actually drink alcohol what would it be not gonna drink alcohol see if I do, if I drink one alcohol, one al- <laughs> if I drink one if alcohol, I drink one thing, it'll be a fucking broken skull. <laughs> I keep IPA. fucking. Here. I'm gonna drive to California one day and just bring like a six pack back. That's the only way. Fucking smash it. That's the only way. Um. All right. So with that, <laughs> with that said, um, make sure to like, subscribe, follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. No. YouTube, no Snapchat. No Snapchat. <laughs> no, we have. TikTok. We are adults. It's TikTok. Sorry, yeah, we too old we, for we're, Snapchat. We're adults. We're on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I've seen more adults on TikToks than kids. I mean, TikToks that's, than TikTok and kids. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then make sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to like, rate, subscribe. It really helps us reach out to the people. We really appreciate it. We will see you guys next time. Thank you for visiting us on episode ninety-eight. Eight. My name is Anthony Stevens. David Lewis. Peace. <laughs>